Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday night. It's 8 o'clock. That means it's time for one more episode of the Get Off My Lawn podcast. Very glad to have you along on what I affectionately call this the uh, the best show that no one is watching. So, uh, glad you're here because clearly it's not no one or you wouldn't be watching either, so I'm glad you're along. But I really would like it if you would uh, help spread the word. If you like these and you're here for these, maybe you could hit that share button and uh, help somebody else find it as well. So uh, that would be awesome if you would help me do that. Be very, very grateful if you would. A couple things that we want to uh, get uh, announced here real quick, like we always do. Uh, First of all, we want you to uh, leave those comments out there. Now that notifications are going out and people are uh, getting tuned in, then you're watching live. You can comment live. And if we uh, if we get that comment uh, fielded in time and it uh, also, you know, sometimes we lose them and we've kind of the conversation has moved past. So we don't always don't always get a chance to put those up on the screen. Sometimes that happens if the conversation keeps flowing. But uh, if if we get it in time and it's relevant to what we're talking about, we can put conversation or excuse me comments uh, right up on the screen and uh, answer questions, all kinds of fun stuff. So so please, I want you guys to please be active tonight because uh, this is going to be a, a discussion that uh, it doesn't require a lot of audience participation, but it is definitely um, it's good. It's definitely going to be welcome tonight. The audience participation. I think that uh, the more the more people we have taking part in the discussion, the uh, the better this conversation is going to be. So, it, and I think this is a topic that's very conducive to audience participation. So, let's see what you guys can do tonight. Um, also, of course, before we get rolling, I need to mention that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them and do not reflect the views of any of our sponsors. We're not offering any legal advice, no medical advice. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We are smart enough to have stayed at Holiday and Express at some point, though, in our lifetimes. So that means that you can actually, um, you can believe what we say. That's what that comes down to. So uh, we'll pull that ticker back down. And of course, like always, we want to brag about the fact that we are a very proud member of the self-defense radio network. So uh, yeah, Paul knows a a thing or two about that. We'll introduce Paul here in just a second. Um, But uh, he's been very instrumental in making this happen. It's a whole network of cool podcasts that are centered around uh, the Second Amendment or freedom in general. And so you need to go check it out. And uh, you can just go over to SDRN, that is Sierra Delta Romeo November, dot US, dot Uniform Sierra. Um, but you have to wait. Do it after this show. Don't do it right now unless you can multitask. Uh, but uh, go check all the cool shows out. And uh, yeah, you'll find this one over there too. We're very proud to be counted among some of those really, really huge shows. They are definitely not the best shows that no one is watching over there. So Happy to be uh, happy to be part of that network. Um, tonight's guest is Paul Lathrop, who is known as the uh, Supreme Digital Wizard, apparently. And one of the things I like best about Paul is when he picks his name out and, and fills it in every week for this. He's so humble, you know. You, you'd never, you'd, ne- <laughs> you'd never know that uh, that he's actually kind of a big deal by the way that he picks his names. So that's very awesome. Paul, what's up? How you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, 
just kicking back and relaxing. Had a bit of a long day planning for AmCon and GRPC today, but uh, wrapped up about six, was just kicking back for a while, and now I'm getting to party. Cool. Awesome. Well, glad that you got your work done early so that you could hang out with us and, and goof around. So very, very glad to have you along. And we may have another... Uh, another uh, guest or panelist jump in here later on we'll see we had a couple people think that uh, they could get here maybe late or possibly uh, not at all but we'll see but we're going to have this discussion tonight and it's going to be fun so let's go see what we have uh, out there in comments so far who's out there watching of course if you're watching you need to comment so we know you're out there except for you Omaha I know you're not going to comment but I'm glad you're there um Got got somebody that just doesn't want even to have an account. Um, watches this on YouTube, but doesn't even want to put in uh, to have a screen name and make those comments. And I totally get it. So glad to have you along out there. Um, Kingpin's out there. Patriot in the Dark is out there. Um, just waiting for Sandhill's sweetheart to come along, who is in the chat as well. Plus, she's in the producer's chair over here, just off camera, where she prefers it. Um, I don't know if you guys will ever peer pressure her enough to get on screen with me, but, uh, if, if, if anybody can do it, you guys can do it. I, I cannot. So Patriot, it's up to you and, and anyone else you enlist to, uh, to encourage, to cajole, to invite, uh, I don't know any of the right words here, um, to, uh, to try guilt her. If you want to, it's probably not going to work. Get her on screen. Uh, who else is out there? Gunpowder Beauty's in the house. Hillbilly Up is in the house. And that looks like maybe that is it for now, at least according to the comments. So if you're out there watching, get those comments out there. Questions if you have them as we go along, um, or just some comments too. And like I said, if they pertain to what we're talking about, then we will uh, we'll get those up there on the screen. Um, Patriot says... He likes to wear his shirt that says hashtag good guy in case any officers want to know. So so can they just assume if you're a hashtag good guy that the un, unspoken or unwritten part of that is good guy with a gun? Um, I don't know. Kind of curious now. One would uh, think so. Gunpowder's getting ahead of me already. We haven't even kicked off the discussion tonight. And uh, <laughs> Patriot in the Dark uh, didn't even realize that she's not on screen so yes um the uh uh oh travis did you uh can you get to it from your facebook travis wants a link he's out there in the chat too we'll get travis on screen um tell you what we're gonna do is uh we're just going to let's do this real quick let me i would be remiss if i didn't mention tonight's sponsor because we're able to go out on two facebook pages and YouTube simultaneously, which costs money to subscribe to that uh, that version of this this program, StreamYard that we use. Uh, so uh, we are uh, we're able to do that because we have some cool sponsors. So tonight's sponsor is uh, Garrett Keel over at Open Country Firearms in Osmond, Nebraska. Uh, which Paul, when when you drove through here last, you uh, you weren't very far away from there, just about fifteen miles. Um, so it's just off, not very far off Highway 81 mm -hmm. uh, between Norfolk and Yankton is where 
where that's located in Northeast Nebraska. Garrett's goal with Open Country was to create a great storefront and assist responsible gun owners in new and used purchases, custom orders, transfers, and more. He's always been an advocate for the Second Amendment and thought opening his own gun store would be an excellent way to help shooters get what they want and connect with new people. You can call Garrett at 402-841-0970 or visit uh, opencountryfirearms.com. Here, let's put that up on the screen for you, too. So those of you that uh, that are watching this on screen, there's the phone number and the website, uh, opencountryfirearms.com. And uh, talk to Garrett for some of the best deals on new and used firearms, ammo, and now suppressors and optics. Uh, I tell you what, we had a family fun shoot at our, our local range uh, here last weekend, and Garrett brought some really cool toys over, uh, a whole bunch of suppressed rifles, uh, a couple suppressed uh, 22 pistols, and then a, a thermal thermal imaging scope, and uh, that thing is cool. Uh, if you uh, if you haven't checked that kind of stuff out, you need to you need to get over there and uh, get to OpenCountryFirearms.com or look him up on uh, on Facebook and other social media under Open Country Firearms as well. But make sure when you talk to Garrett, you let him know that we sent you, so he knows that his advertising dollars don't go to waste and. Uh, we want to get him as much business as we can. So, all right, let's bring Travis in here and see if this zoomed in instead of the Brady Bunch version. Let's get Travis in here too. So I don't know if this there uh, he is. Okay, real quick out there in the in the live chat, you guys get to tell us which do you like better, the zoomed in three in a row view, or if I Brady Bunch us like that. What do you guys like better? Um, for those of you that can't see your screen, it doesn't matter. Uh, so uh, we'll just take the comments from those of you that are watching, but the Brady Bunch like this, or we'll just put three guys in a row here um, on the uh, on the screen. In fact, if we wanted to do this, I could even, there we go. Put the, the problem with this though is I have to like stay in this position. Sometimes I like to slouch or chill and it's going to cut my head There's off. There's no slouching you know? here. So, There's no, I know, we, I know, right? No slouching. We don't do that. Jeez, we don't do God. this in a chair. Uh, you'll get busted if you do that. That's not good podcasting, I've been told. I know. Actually, I learned that last year at a, a little thing called AmCon. And so one that was one of the presentations. Don't fidget in your chair. If you have a swivel chair, don't swivel in it and swing back and forth. All kinds of cool stuff. So um, well, and even using microphones, you want your your you want your mouth to be a consistent distance from your microphone so yeah. it can pick you up the same all the time. And if you're like yeah. me and you like to look around when you talk, you want a, a microphone with a good pickup that uh, that can. I'm just using one on my webcam. I, I do have a plug-in one, but I got some oh, finicky yeah, USB perfect. ports, so I don't use it. So, but, yeah. all right, who's uh, who is? Nobody's commented yet on which way they like it. So I guess we'll leave it like this for now. If this is too close to us, if you guys think that we're zoomed in too tight, and because none of us are particularly good-looking <laughs> fellows, except for Paul and Travis. speak for yourself. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm, dude, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> but I, I do. I do. I just said none of All us. All I need is an NFO hat, and I'll just look like a better version of you guys. So there That's you go. That's right. You're kind of oh. the odd man out. You That's right. An That's right. Hat. It's like the evolution back to me is what we're looking at here. So <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So so we'll leave it like this unless somebody says it's too much. Too much. Uh, how do I How do I put this? Too much sexy or too much? Uh-oh. Just okay, it's not going to be a problem too anymore. Too much double chin going on for you there. Yeah, too it's much, not going to uh, matter. 
Chubby Cheeks. It's not going to matter because what, we're who? going huh? to add the fourth uh, oh. amigo here. Ah. So is that Defense Dad? Who is that? It's not Defense Dad. Actually. What? It is. Hey, Yehuda. 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 <laughs> How you feeling, man? Um, not as bad as I did earlier, but still kind of feeling a little, you know, out of it, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, glad that you're at least feeling well enough to uh, to be here with us. So, so welcome. So, real quick, I haven't given everybody a chance to really introduce themselves yet. So, Paul, you were here with us first, and you know what? Now I'm out of position. Let me switch people around again. There, we'll go back to the way we were. Um, so, uh, Paul, if anybody out there is not familiar with who you are and the things that you do, who are you and what do you do? I am, well, it says the Supreme Digital Wizard. The, re the reason I chose that one is I am the Deputy Director of New Media for the Second Amendment Foundation. Why that's important, if I can get an early plug, is coming up one week from tomorrow is AMCON. One week from Saturday and Sunday is GRPC. I'm the guy that broadcasts all of those things. Uh, we're setting up down in Dallas, and uh, we're going to be broadcasting the whole thing from Friday at about 11 a.m. The broadcast will start. We're going to actually start AMCON two hours before that. About 11 a.m. The broadcast will start till 5 p.m. on Friday and then all day 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, all central time, the only time zone that matters. That's right. And then uh, on Sunday, it's a 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. broadcast. So if you want to know what's going on in gun rights, Check us out. It'll be at uh, saf.org. We'll have the links. They will also be up at the SAF's Facebook YouTube page. And uh, any and you get uh, anything you want uh, for video for me also shows up on the Ops Lens app. Very cool. All right. So, yes, uh, very, very disappointed. We're not going to make it to either event this year. But, uh, yes, we're, we're trying, trying, trying to keep those weekends open um for next year so one more year and maybe 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 we will actually make it down to or over to or up to or wherever it is uh amcon and grpc so uh awesome all right travis we're gonna go over to you besides being uh one of lincoln's two most eligible bachelors uh absolutely, people, absolutely. <laughs> people may or may not be familiar with you so yeah. who are you and what do you do well, let's see, my my uh, YouTube or my social media name is Travis P11. I'm over on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, gun streamer, YouTube, all that fun stuff. I, I make a, you know, a pro firearm content, I guess you could say, you know, cleaning videos, product reviews, whatever, you know, whatever, sometimes some food reviews, whatever happens. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. And uh, I do have a little podcast I do on Saturday mornings called Caliber Corner. And that is at 8 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you check it out. We have a different topic every week. Sometimes, like after two or three years, we'll go back and revisit an old topic just to see if it's still relevant. But uh, that is what I do. So I'm just doing this for fun, having a good time. Live the dream, baby. Glad to have you along. Thanks for joining mm -hmm. us. And then uh, also, uh, there may still be one or two people. I don't know who at this point doesn't know you, Yehuda. But uh, for those of them, those folks out there who aren't familiar with you, who are you and what do you do? Oh, I am a nobody who stirs the pot um, and try to stay, you know, 
below the radar. Uh, I, I have a brand called the Pew Pew Jew. I write children's books on firearm safety, firearms education. Um, I have been told that I put the troll in gun control and I just have a good time. Um, ab absolutely uh, doing what I do. Blitz says you are the poster of dank memes, which <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't, the, the, the term dank originated with people who enjoy a particular product that, that I don't enjoy. So, uh, but I'm pretty sure that dank is the good stuff. So, um, I'll take so, yeah. it. And I also want to add Yehuda is the author of my absolutely number one favorite, um, favorite book when it comes to talking about guns and gun control and things like that. So I want to introduce bullet points, <laughs> reasons why America should embrace uh, common sense gun laws. And uh, it's a brilliant you know, book. It really is. I've been I've been planning on actually reading um, reading parts of this. Just make a video where I center the camera overhead and then open the book and just kind of start reading it and go through it with everybody. And I've never done that. So for those of you who are not yet familiar with the book, and and yes, you heard me right. You read this right. Uh, reasons why America should embrace common sense gun laws. Let me try and get it uh, straight here. So I just want to show you as we as we go through here. Um, of course, mine's autographed because I'm cool like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, contents, we've got the chapters here. And then as we go through um, getting into <coughs> chapter one here, let me see if I can flip this, flip these pages. These are all the reasons why America should embrace common sense gun laws. Each one of these chapters is uh, really the reasons I think are very similar from chapter to chapter. But you guys need to get this book. Go to uh, wherever wherever books are sold or wherever this book is. Amazon for sure. Where else can I find this? Amazon. And if you think my autograph is worth all of like eight bucks, you can get signed copies on my website. There you well, go. I would imagine if they were to show up in Dallas in about a week, they could get a signed copy there too, couldn't they? Uh, absolutely. I am. Um, I put a new order in. I doubt it's going to be ready, but I do have a bunch of copies that I will bring to uh, Amcon as well as GRPC because I am speaking on Sunday, uh, which you're not going to want to miss my speech. Um, I promise you that. Um, I mean, I know Paul has known me longer than the other two guys here. Paul knows that I'm, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. So my, my speech is going to be... Uh, is going to put a lot of people on edge. Um, stuff that needs Good. to be said that no one no one really does say. So, Good. That's, uh, you know, that's some of the stuff that I like to cover here on this show. Things that need to be said that, <laughs> uh, that no one does say or, you know, they're, they're true, but uh, we, we treat them like an elephant in the room and we don't want to talk about them all the time. So, yeah, good on you. And I can't wait to, uh, I don't know how much of GRPC... I'm going to be able to catch um, live, but thank goodness to uh, the, the miracles of modern technology. I'll go back and watch it after the fact, so I will be sure and catch it. And thank you, awesome. Paul, for making that happen. Um, out there on Facebook, Patrick says he wishes he could join us. Uh, I wish you could too, Patrick. It would be cool to get your 
get you to weigh in on some of this. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna get to rolling here. So I I want you guys to help me and and also everybody out there watching live in the uh, in the live chat. Um, we want uh, we want your opinions, your ideas, your questions and comments. Uh, again, just remind everybody out there in the chat, please uh, please keep it PG thirteen. So anybody that's watching this on replay, if they have the the live chat replay going, that uh, nobody gets. Uh, um, completely surprised that that's completely different than what's going on on screen or through the speakers but that's the only thing we ask is is you know just keep it classy y'all keep it classy um but so, uh th this was brought up in a in a, a different area I, I need to know is this a pg-13 <laughs> that is a 1995 pg-13 or 2022 pg-13 because there is a difference um you know just just use your best judgment um Ever since PG thirteen came out, you know, because there's there are some things that before um, before PG thirteen came along, there there were some pretty interesting PG movies made. That's all I have to say. So we don't say keep it PG. We'll say keep it PG thirteen. Although I should I should put it back down to today's. I don't know. Anyway, don't say something that you wouldn't say. <laughs> um, talking to somebody in the foyer after church. Uh, don't say something you wouldn't say in front of your grandma and don't say something that you wouldn't want somebody to say in front of your children. Go, go with, go with that. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll call it good. Uh, sometimes we do get heated and, uh, sometimes even the host breaks his own rules, but, uh, it's, it's been a long time since I had to, to throw anybody out. So, um, like I said, keep it classy and, uh, There's we'll, a new we'll, goal. Be, we'll be totally fine. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Um, all right. So I titled this show stupid should hurt. Um, I don't just want to talk about warning labels, although I'm going to lead off probably with that because I've been saying it for, for years now, but, uh, um, you know, one of the reasons why the, the stupidity is becoming prevalent is because we removed, uh, or, or because there's so many warning labels. I, I always say if we would remove warning labels, then most of it would be bred out within about three generations. I don't think it would take, it, I don't think it would happen in the, in one generation. Uh, I think two is optimistic. So by the third generation, most of it would be pretty well bred out because the warning labels keep uh, it. They just, they let stupid people live longer. And, and again, I mean, that's just goes back to, you know, the stupid should come with consequences. And I'm not talking about somebody who is born with uh, a learning disability, somebody who just naturally doesn't have a, a super high IQ. That's not stupid. Okay. That is just the way that they were made. Um, that's not being stupid. I'm talking about people that should know better and for whatever reason, just don't, or they do and they do it anyway. That's, that's what I'm talking about for the record. Um, but there's an awful lot of stupidity out there. It's not that people aren't intellectually smart. It's that they've just never developed the, the intellectual muscles, if you will, uh, of how to reason and how to think. So that is, it's, it's definitely detrimental to our society, to our country and to the world, I think as a whole, um, because what's happening here is I think the number one cause we're, we're removing personal responsibility from from the lives of, of especially here in America. I know it happens in other countries as well, but uh, we, we've made it to where being stupid and doing something stupid 
doesn't come with the penalties that it uh, that it has in the past, you know, in the history of the world. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, people think it's okay to go to Yellowstone Park and get out of their car and walk up and try to pet a bison. And then they don't understand why that bison turns around and gores them and tramples them and they they get injured or die or what have you because they just wanted a picture of them, you know, petting or sitting on the, the buffalo or whatever it is um, because they it honestly didn't occur to them that that wild animal might not like them doing that and and it could be dangerous. Um, so again, it's one, it's the reason why there are so many signs in that park that say, uh, give them room, don't get close to them. Um, you know, and, and again, be, because of liability. So the lawyers have gotten in on this and we've become such a litigious society. I love saying that word. Um, and for those of you in Iowa, that just means that uh, there's people that want to sue people in court. Uh <laughs> My wife used to live in Iowa and she hates a super like Sioux city. They want a Sioux person in court, like a native American. I don't think so. No, no, I'm no. Just I, I think it's like just a double Sioux checking Obama. because, you know, <laughs> okay. All right. um, but no, honestly, that's, that's part of, I mean, everything, everything is kind of, um, has, has just snowballed into this situation in which we find ourselves now where it's, uh, it's not only, it's, it's not only, uh, how do I say this? Um, not only does it not hurt anymore to be stupid, well, not as much anyway, but then we uh, we laud these people. You know, we uh, we have a TikTok challenge where people eat laundry soap and uh, on camera, and then everybody thinks it's cool and shares it and and tries it themselves because again, they either don't know any better or weren't taught to to think for themselves and. And uh, this this group think this just you know I think what everybody else thinks is it, it's just making people it's making people stupid. That's what it is. Uh, they're not inherently stupid. They they have the ability to think. They've just given it up, and and they've never learned it. It's it's like a muscle that doesn't get exercised, and and so intelligence and critical thought is atrophying as as we watch here right before our very eyes. Um, and I think it's, I think it's at, at an increased rate. What do you guys think? Um, you know, we, we definitely see it getting worse all the time, but I, I think the speed at which the, uh, critical thought atrophy is happening, I think it's increased. You know, the more and more things get glorified and I'm, I'm just going to go and blame social media things like, you know, they want their 10 minutes of internet fame. And if they can be the next person that goes viral and, then they see those higher ups that have the million subscribers and make all the money and live the YouTube, you know, millionaire life. Right. They want to be like that. So they want to do those things and be as dumb as possible because that's what's putting their heroes up in front of them, you know, on, on the Internet and making them famous and putting them on the news. You know, they're emulating those things because they're told that's what it takes to be cool. This is what you do. You know, yeah. uh, you know, case in point, all the TikTok challenges to, to you know. Uh, what was it? Trash your schools. They had a different a different uh, vandalism of your school every day of the week last year when school started. Put that on the Internet. Show yourself destroying a paper towel dispenser. Rip a sink out of the wall. You know, be famous. Right. And then, you know, I the gun foodie read my mind. Accountability and responsibility are gone. There is some accountability when you're caught and you're held to it in certain systems. But if you screw up, no matter how bad you mess your life up, you're the chances. I mean, it, I don't know. There's this there's so many support systems now for you no matter what you do to yourself, that 
there's really no incentive to even be responsible. You'll be taken care of and pampered if you want it. So, you know, that's my thought. No, uh, and in the end, in the end, what happens is us responsible people get tied containers that are even harder to open. So there you go. All right. Because they want to idiot proof them as much as they can, you know, mainly for or, little or, kids, but or tied requires a background check, or at the very least, you have to show your driver's license. It's coming. It's gonna be here. Anything over 30 pods are gonna have to get a background check. So you're gonna have to have show ID. I'm surprised they're not checking for ID when you go to buy laundry detergent. It they do it for everything else at Walmart, you know. You have to lock it up like the razor blades. Basically, yeah. If I could expand this out just a little bit, um, sure. it, the 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 stupid doesn't hurt specifically because and it, unless it's fatal, you do get so much help, especially in the legal arena. How many times have we heard, well, they were just turning their life around and then they go out and rob a bank or attempt a carjacking and 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 something goes wrong they end up dead and the family's going they were just turning their lives around the poor person gonna have to sue the car company now gonna have to sue the gun company now yeah I defending myself they're gonna have to sue me because nebraska allows for civil liability you know gonna have well, to that goes back to the uh the i don't remember now where this originated i i think it was a i think it was an interview on on the news i can't tell you which city it was I know it was somewhere big enough to have an inner city uh, urban environment where some some lady and this is terrible. I'm not making light of the situation, but there was uh, there was a young fella who uh, in in the course of committing a, a robbery of some sort of store, grocery store, convenience store, whatever it was, was was shot and, and he died um, because of it. And his mom was interviewed. And, you know, she said that, uh, you know, the, the inner city youth shouldn't have to worry about getting shot just because they're robbing a store. I mean, well, we could get into the a whole different discussion about use of force and things like that. But that that very mindset of all he was doing was just trying to take something that wasn't his from somebody else that worked very hard for it. And he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have faced such stiff consequences for sure. I don't know what she would have rather, you know, what she would have liked to have for penalty, but clearly not, not to lose her son. And like I said, I don't want to make light of anybody uh, having to bury their child. But at the same time, this mindset of, you know, he, he, he was, he was a good boy, other than the bad stuff that he did. You know, it's just we, we see that time and time again. I, don't know, I think it's thinning the herd, you know, that these people are I, I, not not to sound callous or cold or whatever. But, you know, apparently the new the new TikTok challenge now that the FDA had to come out and say, stop doing is people <laughs> are grilling chicken in NyQuil. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like. Hey, Dude, where are the where, where are the where are the parents? Right. Yeah. Um, where are the parents educating their kids to have some set? Some, some number, some amount of common sense. And I also think that in today's day and age, um, as someone who has four little kids, uh, ages, you know, 13 to, to one, um, I see it more than worse than when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Peer pressure is nothing like it was when we were kids, you know, 
I, I love I love all the the um the old timers, if you will, right? Always say, Well, you had you have no idea how hard it was when we were younger, right? I'm like, so, sorry, dude. I don't care if like it, it was the sixties or the seventies and life was tough and you know you had Jimmy Carter. Kids nowadays have it so much harder, yeah, than anyone from 50 years ago. Just and, because, and, and and it's because of social media and it's because yes. of the way parents are using iPads to raise their children and uh, uh, countless other things. Mm-hmm. But growing up a child today is very difficult, and it shows. It it used to be when when we were kids. You know, if if anything, if technology raised any of us, it was the TV was our babysitter, right? Or or possibly the Atari, the Nintendo, what have you. But uh, yeah, today I see, and I work in a in a cell phone stores. I see this a lot, right? The tablet has replaced the Nintendo as the babysitter now, and that Nintendo, that television, it was it was hooked to the wall. I walked out of that living room, and and it was not in my life anymore. But now, even going outside, well, I, I got to have my tablet, you know, or whatever. I mean, you can you can plug the kid into the tablet, and they don't even know that there's another world out there from the time you, you pick them up and carry them outside, put them in the car, drive somewhere, do whatever function you're doing, drive home, and they've never looked up yet. And so, absolutely, I agree with you, Yehuda, and it's, it's because technology all... Any technology that makes life easier eventually makes life harder, right? I mean, that that's just the way that it is. Um, the invention of the automobile made life a lot easier, right? But then it, it sure makes it harder for me when I have to climb stairs now because I don't have to walk everywhere. And so I'm, I'm not in the shape that I would be if I did have to walk everywhere. And so that that definitely um, definitely makes sense. And And Pincus is out there and he he said basically what you just said to Yehuda. Um, it's you know the parents, but he he and I agree with Rob, we need to start holding parents accountable for the behaviors, but we need to start holding um when it comes to children, yes, we need to hold the parents accountable, right? And Travis, you could probably weigh in it, just working with uh with the kids the way yeah. that you do. I mean, I know that you see this day in and day out too, that you wish more parents of your students would be accountable for for their kids right you know i mean yeah kids you know they 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 make you could raise a kid to be as perfect as possible and but they'll still make bad choices that's what they do and that's no excuse because they don't they don't understand consequences or don't think about it always before they make certain decisions or they're angry when they make certain decisions and when they're irrational they don't care about the consequences but if you want to talk attendance yeah yeah parents are held accountable for attendance especially in the state of nebraska there's an attendance sure. officer and attendance hearing and the parents get ticketed if the kids aren't in school but other decisions i mean you know it a lot of it just falls back on the kid and the punishment the kid gets for whatever they do wrong and it doesn't usually go back on the parents but um but again i've you know i've seen some of the most perfect kids out there make bad choices you know they just do yeah but once again, but, Travis, but, but, but just yeah. quickly but we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about kids who make that who who are raised well and stuff like that and make a bad decision necessarily right like i'm 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 educating my children like i said my oldest just became bar mitzvah he's 13 years old and i'm not sitting there and letting and making every decision for him right he is my my 13 year old is every parent's dream child and i'm not even lying he really is the perfect child and my wife and i sit there 
and we let him make mistakes. We let him make his, you know, obviously depending on what they are, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it, I think I think you, there has to be a very clear cut and a very um, a, a very clear definition of educating your child by allowing them to make a decision that they're going to have to live with the consequences versus saying, oh, you want to try eating a, a Tide Pod? Or, hey, as your parent, I'm okay with you grilling up chicken in NyQuil. Well, no, that's not a kid. That's not educating a kid to make a mistake. That's just you as a parent and you as a child just being an absolute dumbass. Sorry, sorry, PG. That's a PG-13 <laughs> word. Sorry. It's okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, that's that's absolutely you being an irresponsible child and an irresponsible parent. Yeah, I, so that, I would that, consider that abuse. Right. That, so I'm saying there has to be a very clear definition of allowing a child to make a bad decision in order to teach them versus, you know, hey, let's go grab some instead of ice cream. Let's go grab some, you know, blue and white Tide Pods. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't know any any sane person that I've ever spoken with that would would disagree with me. I mean, clearly, if you if you throw your kid off the roof of the house, yeah, that's abuse, right? Nobody argues that. But if you watch your kid climb up to the top of the roof of the house and and jump off, thinking that they're not going to get hurt, and you don't stop them, then that's equally abusive. Right. You, you don't have to actively harm the child to be an abusive parent. You just have to not save them from themselves when when the time comes. And and that's exactly, I think, Yehuda, what you meant when you you let your 13 year old make mistakes. But also the mistakes you let him make are ones that he'll learn from the consequences, right. not be damaged by the consequences. Right. I, I so, do want to say I do want to throw in one more thing, John, is that, you know, I'm 38, so I'm I'm the youngest of the group here. So I, I'm going to say something I also see with kids is it's not really stupidity, right? It, it's really not a, a matter of stupidity. What it is is, you know, you have celebrities like Kim Kardashian who people worship. Yeah. She comes out with a sex tape. And then all of a sudden you'll have a young girl who might be slightly bullied and say – Hey, you know what? I want my 15 minutes of fame because I feel my life sucks. And look what happened for Kim Kardashian, right? She screws a guy on TV oh. or video. Next thing she knows, she's a gazillionaire and a, 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 a cultural icon because of a porn video she shot. So these kids well, see this and then they decide, hey, I want my 15 minutes of fame. So the fact that we as a culture – decide to make Kim Kardashian or other celebrities icons, kids will emulate that oh, because yeah. they want that. Absolutely. And, and if we keep going down that pathway, we'll eventually work this back to a point that I wanted to make anyway tonight. But we see that time and time again, not, not only with, with the young girls, but I think especially so with the young girls. And, and this has been, yeah, with the internet and social media and 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 things like that, it, it's definitely, of course, more widespread now. But I think it's been this way since the beginning of time, where a young girl, an impressionable age girl, um, learns early on that boys will pay attention to her because of 
certain things, right? If that girl was not raised to know her value and, and she, she thinks that the attention that she gets from boys because her body is maturing or because, you know, she may or may not be willing to, to do things that, that most of us would, you know, not want to, to know that our daughters are doing no matter what age she's going to get attention from boys right now. So many young people of, of every gender, um, both genders actually, thank you. But yeah. so many young people today are just looking for some attention, some validation, right. To know that they matter to somebody. So you get this impressionable age, young lady who finds out that, Hey, you know, if, if I take pictures or videos or whatever, um, showing skin, no matter how much or how little I'm going to get attention. Now it's not the attention that is healthy attention, right? We all know that, but does she know that? Has she been taught that? Has she been taught her value or does she only see her value as what she can get people to pay attention to her for? And again, parents teach your kids their value, teach your daughters what they are worth, teach your sons what they are worth so that they don't, um, they don't misuse their bodies. Right. But, and that's not just a religious thing. I mean, all the STDs that are out there, teach your kids to, to make good decisions or teach them that if they make bad decisions with their bodies, there, there will be consequences that may last the rest of their lives. Right. And, and that's not happening. So, so now we have somebody who grew up and has become promiscuous because it's all that they know, right? It's the pattern that they grew up in and it was never corrected. So now we've got people that think that, you know, it's okay to sleep around. Not only is it okay to sleep around, but it's the, it's the only way that you're going to ever get anywhere, get what you want, whatever is the case. And so you get pregnant again, no personal responsibility. Nobody's holding people accountable for their own actions. Why not? I can just go get this thing murdered, right? I can, I can have a doctor suck this thing out of me and there's no lasting repercussions from sleeping around. Uh, yeah, I, I got, you know, this going on and they gave me pills for that and it cleared it up, whatever it is. Um, maybe you, maybe, you know, they got lucky. They didn't get something that there's no pill for. And so, but they, they caught, pregnancy as an std and they treat it as such i went to the doctor the doctor cleared it up and i'm good to go again and that is being promoted as a good thing the the way to do it anymore every time i go online it when somebody has posted so and i do like to stir the pot too sometimes and i i don't do it as much now on my personal facebook that's why i started the sandhills media page so i could stir the pot and not necessarily alienate people that on my personal page that I do care about. Um, but sometimes somebody will make a post and I'll know that it's somebody that can handle me making a comment and I don't attack them directly, but I just try to throw some ideas out there. So they'll, they'll put something up about my body, my choice or, or something like that. And, uh, I will put something up there about why don't we just teach our children not to sleep around and that they have more value than, you know, the, the space between their ears is worth more than the space between their legs or what have you, something like that. And the hate and vitriol that I get, not necessarily from my friend on Facebook, but from their friends who don't know me, therefore don't hold back, right, um, is just crazy. Like, why is it bad? Why is it bad to teach your kid not to sleep around? Why is it bad to teach your kid not to have sex uh, especially unprotected sex 
when they're not ready to to become a mom or a dad yet it's religion you aside teach yeah, you your kids you don't have to you don't have, you don't have to explain that to me right i mean i <laughs> as as an orthodox jew my wife is the only really the only woman i've ever kissed even i've never right. you know i've never kissed another woman i've never slept with another woman i'm 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 a i'm 38 been with one woman that's it and a really? lot of Jews are like that growing up. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are, I mean, like I said, regardless of religion and taking religion out of the equation, it still should be how people are, are raised because of all of the repercussions that that could come about, right? But because of abortion, well, if you get pregnant, we can fix that. You know, I got HIV. Well, now there's a pill for that. Right. I mean, right. There, there's drugs that can keep that from turning into AIDS now for for most of the people that take it, um, you know, this, that or the other. And it, it's just we see so many times where people are not held accountable for their own actions and either. Yeah, they're just turning their life around, you know, um, they somebody could be just the most dastardly person ever. Um but all it takes is for one bad cop to be the cause of their death. And all of a sudden they're, they're a hero and the president shows up at their funeral. Right. I mean, people don't have to be good people to become heroes in, uh, in our society. In fact, the worse you are sometimes like, like Kim Kardashian, you know, the more you're celebrated. Right. But um, it's just, we, we see so many times where the person who did the thing ends up not being the one to pay for it. And as gun owners, we 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 know every time we turn on the news, open Facebook, read in the paper that somebody else has gone out and committed a crime with a firearm and taken multiple lives with a firearm that the media and the court of public opinion is not going to hold that person accountable. Right? They want to turn around and hold Daniel Defense accountable, Smith and Wesson accountable. They want to turn around and hold you and me accountable, right? Because somebody might conceal an AR pistol with a brace. And you know, the same reason why short barreled rifles are NFA items, because they're easily concealable, right? And and criminals might put them under a coat. Uh, and just because that might happen with an AR pistol that has a brace on it and it's you know, that brace can make it possible to be shoulder fired. Now we have to take those away from people too. Not, not when it's actually happened, mind you. And not only from the people that are misusing the item, but uh, let's go ahead and, and punish all of the people who have committed zero crime. And, and in fact, let's turn them into criminals if they don't give up the thing that they paid for, or if they don't get on a list. So when we do want to take it away, we know where to go. I mean, again, it's, there's so many things that we see as gun owners where we could scream personal accountability till we're blue in the face and, and still never run out of examples just in the last decade of ways that the person who is accountable either doesn't get blamed or isn't, isn't blamed to the extent that those of us who have done nothing wrong. So that's where I kind of want to get back to with, you know, stupid should hurt. Right. Um, if, if your dad's the president, you can lie on a 4473. There's no consequences. If I did something stupid like that, what would happen? I'd 
no longer be able to possess a firearm. I would get busted for that. I would get taken down and, and all my firearms would be gone. And my business is a firearm trainer. My, my hobby is a hunter. My hobby is a shooter. My, uh, my ability to defend myself and my wife from somebody that would do us harm. Those are all gone or at least seriously hindered. Um, but again, when somebody else does it and they're not held accountable, what does that, what does that mean to the rest of us? We ought to be able to get by with the same thing, right? We know we can't. And again, we're not going to talk about double standards tonight because that would be a whole other night's a, probably episode as well. Um, but, uh, but I mean, I've, I've talked a lot. I've thrown out a lot of examples. What are you, what other examples do you guys see where, um, people aren't held responsible? The wrong people are held responsible. Just getting back to personal accountability would, would eliminate some of what's going on. You know, Democrats seem to be able to run over and kill teenagers for being yeah. Republicans and there's no personal responsibility there or accountability there. Yeah, just because they might be part of a part of a group. Boy, I tell you what, I heard something here, was it a week ago? Sometime in the last two weeks. It was on uh hold on, puppy puppy needs some love in here. Take that. Um it was from the view I watched it on on the Rubin report with Dave Rubin and if you guys don't watch Dave Rubin it's R U B I N you need to go check that dude out he's cool I would love to meet him sometime um but uh he was he was showing a clip from uh from the view I know we all love that show we all watch it daily because we <laughs> love those ladies they're so smart excuse me and it was uh, it was Sunny Hostin and she was talking about Trump and Trump supporters. Now, this wasn't brought up uh, by Dave uh, on his show. It's what I was screaming out as I was um, listening to it, driving down the road. I mean, that's the first thought that I had. But Sonny Hostin was talking about uh, Trump supporters. And you guys know how I feel about Trump. I don't hate the man, but I don't believe the sun rises and sets in his bum the way that my dad and other people do. I don't know that he's our savior. I still think that he was the best choice out of all those terrible choices in, in 2016 and in 2020. Um, but uh, she was talking about how bad he is and how evil he is. And if he's so evil, then what does that say about the half of the country that supports him? And if, if he's an evil racist and he's a white supremacist, then what does that say about his, his supporters? And I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, nothing because you're projecting white supremacy onto him. So if he is, then, then yes, it says something about his supporters, but there's an if. Because I don't believe the man is a white supremacist. I don't think that he, he has always been, you know, um, just a, a Boy Scout, mind you. But I, I've seen zero evidence that Trump's ever been a white supremacist or... Um, any kind of a, a racist in, in any respect. I'm not saying it's not out there. I'm just saying that they've dug, dug a lot of dirt and I still haven't seen it. But what I'm saying is that when somebody wants to project that and paint him as that and label him as that, it sure does make it easy for them to lump us into the same, um, into the same group then. Right. So 
we could say something like, you know, if, if there was somebody that went and uh, for whatever reason, um, an Orthodox Jew decided to go shoot up a mosque. And I know that most Orthodox Jews don't even like guns, let alone <laughs> touch them to go to go shoot up a mosque. Right. But uh, for, a, for a hypothetical that, of course, is, is completely unlikely. Just run with me on this, though. So so I could say in that case, you know, if if that guy was an evil racist uh, bigot or what have you, what I don't know what the right term would be, not racist uh, when we're talking about religions here. But uh, if he was uh, an anti-Islamic um, bigot, then what does that say about all Jews? What does that say about Yehuda and his family? Nothing. It doesn't say a damn thing about Yehuda or his family because he has nothing to do with that guy, right? So it's a very dangerous thought process that didn't get called out. And and I, I'm calling out Dave Rubin for not calling out Sonny Hostin when he brought the clip to everybody's attention on his show. He should have brought that point up and said, you can't lump us in with him on the basis of something you've projected onto him yourself. Okay, so if, if there was proof, that would be one thing, but you can't lay into somebody and paint them with a negative brush based on your own opinions and, and things that you've heard and made up or whatever, and then turn around and extend that projection onto the people who supported him and go to his rallies and voted for him. Um, there's no guilt by association there because there's no guilt to begin with. That's all assumed. Apparently, and, there, is, apparently there is. I was called a Nazi this week. Literally, Again? I was called a Nazi. Yeah, on Twitter, under my moniker of the Pew Pew Jew, um, I was called a Nazi because um, someone called Trump a Nazi and his supporters a Nazi. And I was like, wait, if Trump is a Nazi and his supporters are Nazis for supporting him, does that make me a Nazi? And the person's like, well, if you're ultra MAGA, I mean, I'm not an ultra MAGA at all. I'm far from it. Like, I don't want Trump to run in 2024. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I was called a Nazi this week. That was fun. Now, for the record, I am not a, a Trump supporter, air quotes, Trump supporter. But I damn well am ultra MAGA because I want to make America great again. Well, yeah, and, but when and I, say, I, when I when think I, that we should. When I say ultra MAGA, I'm talking about. I know what the, you mean. You mean it the way that Joe Biden said it in his speeches. Yeah. I, I understand that. I, for the record, I want us to reclaim the way that Clover has reclaimed the word FUD. I want all of us to start reclaiming ultra MAGA, and and differentiate that from from uh, you know Trump can do no wrong. Uh, and I know there are people out there that, that think that Trump is the, the next uh, savior, the next, you know, whatever he, he we, we want to call him. But um, I don't think that I don't think there's any one human being that, that is going to be that, of course. But uh, what, what I am saying is that, uh, oh, shoot, Clover's out there listening. Now, sh now I got to say not terrible stuff about him. Yeah, I'll keep going. Uh, but anyway, I, I think we should reclaim Ultra Mega. I think that we should insist that it's not a bad thing. It has nothing to do with Trump. And anybody who doesn't want to make America great again should leave this country. I think they they clearly don't want the, they don't want this country to be great. They shouldn't be part of it. They should uh, they should go be communists somewhere if that's if that's what they want to do. Send them off to China. 
let them become communists. Um, but uh, that that's just my feeling. Since since Ultra MAGA got brought up, I am Ultra MAGA, and it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. I want to interject if I could. I'm personally, I am a libertarian. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I, I consider myself a libertarian. I would say I'm ultra mega only for this. Let's torque them off one more time, get them all wound up. And I, I, I want to see mean tweets again. I want the country to go back to what it was on in late October of 2020. I, I'm, I'm really upset at, at the direction the country has gone in the past two years, I'd love it to go back. So if that makes me ultra mega, if that makes me a Nazi, well, there it is. That's I'll fight with you. I will. Uh, uh, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go back even farther, Paul. Uh, I'm ultra mega. I want to see this country go back to the way that it was with, with of course the, the exception of the obvious, but I want to, I want us to go back to the way we were on September 12, 2001. And I don't mean, reeling from a sucker punch with you know with a bloody nose what i mean is there were no uh, black americans white americans jewish americans italian americans um for the most part even even most of the areas that, that i know people even the muslim americans were it was understood that they weren't terrorists right and and uh we were just Americans because we were united with a common goal of not getting sucker punched again. Right. And, and showing solidarity to the world that, yeah, you can cheap shot us. You can knock us down, but you can't keep us down. We're going to get back up and we're going to pick each other up. And, and I, and I miss that because it's gone away. There are people now who weren't alive then that are voting. Right. And they don't have any idea how it felt that day. Um, just like none of us knew what it felt like when when the uh, the reports from Pearl Harbor came in. Right. I mean, we weren't none of us were alive that at that point. Um, it was uh, it, it had to feel about like I did on the morning of September 11, 2001. Um, I would love to, to see this country go back to the solidarity what I'm afraid of is that it's going to take another national tragedy of, of that magnitude. And I don't want to see that happen, but uh, I'm afraid that that's going to be the only way. Well, and you would, the danger there is who's leading the nation when there's that national tragedy. Uh, we were, I'm going to say fortunate, at least somewhat fortunate in that we had a neutral president for, for personal rights when we, when we had, we on September 11th, 2001. Um, we, we got some bad stuff out of that domestically and we got some okay stuff out of it domestically. Uh, yeah, as, as a people, we absolutely united, but with a, with a weak, person in the white house right now i i'd hate to say what would happen if we did have a national tragedy like that again i think i think it could tear the nation apart 
where would Tina Turner be if she just rolled over and said, hit me again, Ike, and put some stank on it? Rolling down the river, that's where. Uh, bonus points to whoever out there in the live chat can tell me what movie that was from. The first one to tell me. Uh, Rob out there says it's ridiculous that some Americans are saying other Americans with different political perspectives are enemies of the state. 100% agree that is ridiculous. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that's where that's where we are now. Right. And again, why is that? Why can they say that? It's not only because they have a First Amendment uh, protected right to do so. I mean, they do. Obviously, you can say whatever you want. But the fact that um, it's not just that people are saying it, but that um, there are things that are being done about it. That's what scares me. Um, and again, you can say that and you can label people as, um, you know, ultra mega, uh, white supremacists, whatever you want to again, without consequence. Why? Because we do it all through the internet where we're, we're all so much tougher online. You know, I've, I've got the, uh, I've got the patch here that says, um, at least I'm cool on the internet, but there really should be one that says I'm, I'm, I'm a tough guy on the internet. That's what, that's what there's so many people out there that should, should have that patch. Um, Clover gets the bonus points. Uh, that was from liar, liar. That was Jim Carrey. For those of you that, that aren't cultured and didn't know that. Um, but uh, no, the, we don't have any personal accountability for anything that we say online, unless we push it too far and we get called in for, terroristic threats or things like that but again even that um really goes there's a double standard even there right so it depends on who you're calling that and who's calling somebody that so you can you can call somebody the nastiest things and if if it's you know right now the what's considered okay is to pick on the conservative people or or whatever um you know republicans on social media as long as you're calling the right people names, you can call them anything you want to call them. If, if you call the wrong person something or heaven forbid you dead name somebody, then that's that's terrible. That That's a, an impeachable offense, possibly punishable by, by death. Um, at least uh, social media death, your account goes away. So um, that's terrible, right? But But again, it goes back to the fact that you know, the, the personal accountability, people are being taught that, and here's the thing, I've said this before, and this ties in with everything else that, that I'm about to say here, but on, on the right, the conservative end, and I think all four of us on screen are, you know, we may not be ultra far right, but all of us lean toward the conservative side of the spectrum on, on a lot of issues here, um, social issues especially. But I would say that uh, the right thinks the left is wrong and the left thinks the right is evil. So when they combat us, when, when we come at them and combat what they say, we're coming from a perspective of you're wrong and here's why I think you're wrong. And I'd like to, uh, you know, set the record straight. It's like a debate, right? But they think that they are fighting evil. And when you fight evil, what what's what's a bridge too far you know what tactic is too too extreme too severe to combat evil there really there really isn't anything right if, if you're truly fighting evil which they're convinced that they are and so 
you know, if you, uh, it, it goes to the point where if you think somebody might be part of a group of ultra mega right wing conservatives, which makes them evil, then you're doing the world a favor by murdering them. Which really becomes not murder at all then, right? You you should be lauded for what you did because you've taken out one more evil person. And that is exactly why that happened this last week is because he thought he was doing a good thing, the right thing, because he thought he was fighting evil. Now, clearly we know better, but that that is, we're not that far off in our society tinfoil hat uh be damned we're not that far off from pretty soon the end will justify the means and and we're going to see that double standard start to apply in in criminal court um things like that too well yeah he did kill somebody but the person that he killed was one of those ultra mega you know racists white supremacists so no harm no foul and it's it's just backwards from the way that it should be. And it, it's every day I wake up and uh, I spend too much time on social media and seeing how the world is. I start to think I've I've crossed over into bizarro world somehow. And uh, then it, at that point, when I realize that, that's when I know it's time to uh, do something different and give my brain a rest. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just it's completely crazy how how these things happen. But again if people were just taught to be responsible for their own actions if if parents would raise their children and i i know that's a stretch right there if, if i could i could just leave it like that if parents would raise their children i don't have to you say know, anything else it's funny that you say that because talking about you know personal responsibility there was an email that went out in my kid's school uh, a few months back and the email was the school was requesting that parents no longer allowed their children to have any sort of smartphones or iPads, anything like that. Uh, basically saying that you need to sign this form consenting that you in your household, your child does not have it. And I posted something on Facebook without calling my school, you know, without saying the name of my kid's school. Uh, for security reasons, obviously, um, I said, yeah, you know, this is crazy, right? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous that you would make people sign this because you're looking at the entire thing the wrong way. About 24 hours later, I get a call from the head rabbi, the principal. Yeah, he wants me to come into the school and have a meeting with him. And I'm like, all right, I haven't been to the principal's office in 30 years. But hey, um, you know, uh, I be, 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 better me than my kids. Um, so I went in with him and we ended up having like an hour and a half conversation on it. And he was telling me that there were certain kids in the school who were doing really bad things on the phone. One kid almost, one kid almost committed suicide. I mean, it was, it was getting really bad because of all the social media and everything. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, and how many kids are we talking about? Do you think truly are, are there issues in the school? He goes, I'd say about 10. So I said, so what you're telling me is that instead of punishing those 10 individuals, you're punishing the entire school. I said, my kids have uh, um, uh, not iPhones. Um, what are they called uh, before the iPhones? iTouches. 
right? I'm like, my kids have iPods, iPod touch or whatever. Yeah. The iPod touch. My two older kids have that. I'm like, my kids have iPod touches. I said, but guess what, Rabbi? I said, this has nothing to do with a child. If, if the children are doing bad things, like looking at porn when their parents aren't around, then guess what? As a parent, put child safety precautions on it. Monitor what your kids are doing. And I started breaking down all the things that are out there in order for uh, children to be safe on the internet and social media and stuff like that. Um, and I told them, I said, so, so what you're doing again is punishing all these people when this is not a child issue. It's not a children's issue. This is strictly a parental issue. You want to get to the root of the problem, go after the parents for being absentee parents, for not monitoring your kids. You know how dangerous the world is today, especially across social media. So guess what? You as a parent, either take your kid's iTouch away, iPod away, iPhone away, whatever it is, or be on top of them. Mm-hmm. You, you show your kids what they can and cannot do. Are you going to be protecting them all the time? Of course not. They'll find a way probably, but make it as hard as possible. My kids know that we check their eye touches. I've Again, my 13 and 10-year-old, they know we check their eye touches randomly, right? Ran, uh, what are they, like spot checks on my kids, right? And we check to see what they're looking up online. Now, Grant, we have, we have parental controls on it. Like my 13-year-old, literally, if you just look at his browsing history, it's ESPN Sports, Yahoo Sports, MLB.com, NFL. Like my kid is obsessed with sports, right? Like there's nothing he doesn't – that's the only thing he's watching. Mm -hmm. And we know ways and we have parental controls. This is a parent's issue. And I think also like in terms of like what we were talking about, like personal responsibility and all this other stuff, I think 95% of it really it comes down to being a a parental issue. I really am. I'm really convinced of that, that it's, you you have parents who choose not to raise their children. You have parents who choose not to be part of their kids' lives and are only there when it's good. And when it's bad, just go to your room and we're not taking away anything that's in your room, like your TV, your iTouch, your iPod, your this, your that, you know, go, go take your iPhone. You see these kids, making videos and posting them on TikTok. Oh, my parents just yelled at me. I hate them, blah, blah. Like all of this is stuff that can be avoided if if parents take a more proactive role in their children's lives. Yeah. And unfortunately, you just don't see that. Let me let me turn take a slight turn off of what Yehuda is saying. I agree with everything he's saying, by the way. I agree with everything you just said, Yehuda. I'm wondering if maybe... It isn't uh, instead of, I wonder if on the parenting part, maybe it's not laziness or apathy on the parenting part where everything's good. Everything worked out just fine for me. Everything will work out just fine. Look, I turned out okay. My kid's going to turn out okay. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the extra effort to step in and do this now. Well, Um, and I think, too that there there's a generational cycle that happens i mean it you know we we all have heard the saying that uh hard times create strong 
men and strong men create good times and good times create weak men and weak men create hard times, right? And then the cycle perpetuates. But I think that there, to an extent, there's something that's generational too, uh, a similar cycle where, um, you know, my parents were super strict on me and I'm not talking about being abused. That's its own cycle that needs to be broken. And, and I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about my parents were super strict and I didn't get to go and do all the things I wanted to do and hang out with all the people I wanted to hang out with and, and, you know, have all the things that I wanted to have. And I'm not going to tell my kid no, the way that my parents constantly told me no. And so then they raise a kid who becomes a monster because that kid's never been put into check. And then that kid reproduces and doesn't know anything about putting a child in a check. And sometimes what you see is that selfish kid that becomes a parent stays a selfish parent. So then what do they do? They make their kid do without, right? Um, and and I, I just, the, the, probably the worst thing that I've ever seen um, as far as that goes with my job working in the, the cellular phone world is I had somebody one time who um, was a, was a single parent and, you know, part-time parent didn't have full custody of the, of the kids had them some of the time. And I, and I don't know what, what split, but uh, you know, had to share custody with, with the other parent and came in, got a brand new phone that had just come out super expensive. Um, you know, the latest, greatest, whatever it was. And, uh, bought the, bought the case and the screen protector and all the, all the stuff that goes with it. And then, uh, looked at how much cash they had left. And as they're walking out with their phone said, well, looks like the kids are probably going to have crackers and tuna tonight because I just spent all my money. And, and I had to pick my jaw up off the floor when I heard that, because the, they weren't joking about it. And I could tell by the tone and the body language that that was actually going to be the case or more than, you know, hopefully they took the kids to, to grandma to feed them instead so that they would actually have real food and not have to live off crackers and tuna, which is great occasionally, but not if you have to live on it. Cause I've been there. Um, but it's just, it's that kind of thing where now that kid grows up and is, has learned that, uh, you know, if I want something, I've got to take it or whatever, because, you know, that's the way that, that, that they were raised. And we just see these things throughout the generations of, you know, somebody meant well and created a monster. And then that monster's raising kids. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be a good kid when you're raised by a monster. So, and, and I don't, I don't know a better way to describe somebody who, would spend all their money on a brand new cell phone and, you know, and, and put their kids diet in jeopardy because oh, of it. So oh, come, come on. You and I all know, we know people like that, right? How well, many of us, okay, we do know people, how, but it's how just, many, how many of us will buy a brand new staccato and uh, say, tell our kids, Hey, sorry, buddy, you can't eat for a week or two because I just bought a stick. I mean, come on. I would do it in a second if I actually wanted to. No. <laughs> you, you get my point. There. Yeah. I got fluffy. Puppy, no treats for a month because daddy needs a new staccato. Exactly. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually just bought something new, and I told my wife, I'm like, I haven't bought anything for my for myself in years. I'm like, I'm getting a new gun this week, and I did. Clover Attack helped me with a small piece of it, and I shot it, and I zeroed it in, and it is an amazing, amazing gun. So, my Very kids cool. will, 
my kids didn't get uh, cookies in their lunch for a week. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, who, <laughs> because you're, because you're I know you well enough to know that your kids did yeah. actually get good, nutritious food in their lunch still. <laughs> That's some expensive cookies, bro. I, I can't believe you're denying your children the 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 basic human right of cookies, Yehuda. Right? Holy you, know, you know what? I really wanted this gun, and I was like, either the package of Oreos or the new gun, and I went with the new gun. So, <laughs> I kind of am re really curious now what gun that you got for the price of the package of Oreos. Yeah, right. Or exactly. Are Oreos really expensive in Texas now? Yeah, you know, inflation. Um, and and uh, please no, don't I, tell me that you, you please tell me that you still were let the let them have the pumpkin spice Oreos because that's I mean that's a human right of transition. I will yeah. tell you right now, Paul, and we might lose our friendship if you are a pumpkin spice person, <laughs> but pumpkin spice should rot in hell. And <laughs> I I am so against pumpkin spice. It's like, like I will literally go to war to eradicate pumpkin spice everything, Ev like, like everything. I think they've overdone it so much that I just like, like, it, it's a. I know they always say you know use your words carefully, and that hate is such a strong word. I freaking hate pumpkin <laughs> spice. Now. It, Earlier tonight, we were when we were talking about this in our group chat. Um, when I invited uh, people to come be guests tonight, you know, we did establish that Travis was bringing pumpkin spice bagels uh, for you, and and the pumpkin spice cheese uh, cream cheese spread there. So, Travis, I, we're gonna have to cancel the yeah, pumpkin spice bagels. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Travis. Oh my god, it just smells like it smells so wonderful. It's just like clover and not clover <laughs> but ginger and cinnamon. It smells and like clover spice and oh. I will, let me tell you. You Travis, don't even know. Look at look at it. How can you not want this? How can you not? I mean, look here, leprechaun guy. We're I'm clover tack. We're gonna call you pumpkin spice oh. from now on, just because. And it's only here for a limited time. That's why you have to enjoy it while you can. You know. It, I'm no, telling you. No, I'm telling. Let me tell you something. Just, Mm, those, let me tell you something. These are fantastic, all right? Go those, ahead. Yeah. Ba those bagels, no matter how fantastic they are, uh -huh. mm -hmm. will never, ever, ever have a place in my bagel holster. Oh, that's, you know, that's my idea. So, okay, yeah. so you've got a bagel holster because yeah. of, you know, the... i got a bagel holster right here, baby. Bagel <laughs> right there. I'm many bagels. Come on, so, watch me. So this I know this you, is actually... Tell us the story of that, would you, Yehuda? Okay. So every time I go to a show, whether it's SHOT Show, whether it's the NRA show, I mean, even at the, the at AMCON, right? Like one thing AMCON doesn't have to worry about is getting me food, right? Because it, it's very hard to get kosher food. Now, that said, every time I go somewhere, I have my backpack with me. and I'm These are kosher. With, uh, they are kosher, but they're crap. So... Uh, <laughs> Oh, not so, good kosher. Okay. It's not, it's not the good kosher, right? My cream cheese <laughs> is kosher too. It's pumpkin spice kosher cream cheese. So oh my god, you're you're killing me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Oh, you gotta you don't know until you try it. You just okay. Know. Let him tell the story, so, Travis. I, I will. I'm gonna go step away and put wait, this back so up any, for Anytime I go somewhere, anytime I go somewhere, um, I always end up reaching into my backpack while I'm sitting with friends who are eating bacon cheeseburgers or or like spare pork ribs and like I mean, the food is amazing. And I always reach into my bag, my backpack, and I pull out a bagel because 
Jews and bagels are stereotypical and true. So I always pull out a bagel. Now, a few months ago, I saw a company called Black Rhino Concealment, a holster, a holster company, and they made, I believe for the people that we like shooting, they made like a taco holder to clip onto their belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's freaking fantastic. So I reached out to Black Rhino Concealment and I said, hey, look, I don't know if you follow me. I'm a super self-deprecating Jew. I have a lot of fun with, you know, my Judaism and the gun industry and stuff like that. I said, I have a project if you're interested. And they're like, okay, what is it? I said, I told them the story that I just told you. I said, I want an outside the waistband bagel holster. (laughs) And they, I mean, they were dying of laughter. They're like, oh my God, we are absolutely making you a bagel holster. So I got it in the mail today. Um, so what you have to so it says the the black and white logo here is something I threw together with a few friends. It's basic action and grain engagement with locks, and then it's bagel uh, bagel dynamics. And literally, they made me an outside the waistband bagel holster, and I am so stoked because now when I go to all these conferences and conventions, I'm literally going to be. I mean. Paul, you'll see the holster next week, right? Because like, yep, yeah, we'll be there. I'll be on stage doing my presentation with Charlie and walking around with a bagel holster on my hip because it's funny and I'm gonna get a lot of laughs out of it. So that's hopefully the, the coolest uh, idea that I've seen all year. Right so now, it's like, now I need to talk to who'd you say it was? Black Rhino. Black Rhino Concealment. I'm actually really hoping. Um, I'm talking with them about uploading this to my website because they said we already have the mold. So <clears throat> I'm thinking actually about selling them on my website. Yeah, um, they make them thinking, as a SpaghettiOs holster. I'd, I'd be right there. That, that's because <laughs> So if we're going to go with stereotypes, now I'm a fat old white guy with a beard. So what I need, which it looks like probably the same mold would, would work. We could do like a, you know, multi-gun holster type deal here, multi-food, holster so i need uh the bacon cheeseburger holster but instead of, it'll fit it'll fit instead of that finish i just want the the red buffalo plaid <laughs> the old old white guy with a beard wearing flannel is we what need i a need a quick detached so. cream cheese holster for the there other side go. that's you know like just something i can clip it whoop comes right <laughs> off you know high speed low so, drag baby high speed low so drag. i i did actually talk to them um, if we do the next part for the holster, um, we'll see what happens if, if it actually does it. But I did tell them I want a, a thin, like, um, a knife holster for a butter knife instead of like a mag carrier. Um, and they, they're like, they're loving it. I'm actually sending them a, a, that photo I just took of me talking about it. That's um, awesome. So Black Rhino Concealment, hopefully watch it. Please send them the link to this episode as well. Because um, yeah. I would love to develop this into a whole fun line of things. CloverTac holds the I'll little miniature test. box of cereal to put the little mini box of Lucky Charms in it. Um, or just he needs one that, that actually... You could also... Clover, you need one that instead of holds the box of Lucky Charms, it's just a cereal bowl that you can pop off your belt and then pour cereal into it. That's made out of Kydex. That's what Clovers should be. 
Um, but I want the bacon cheeseburger holder. Uh, or you know what? I'd also take a instead of that, I'd take a beef jerky holder. Um, but it's got to, since I'm a fat old white guy, it's got to be buffalo plaid, red buffalo plaid for me. Like um, six of them, like like mags, you know, like a chest rig that like has a six strips of beef jerky sticking out of the top. Oh mm-hmm. man, we're on to black rhino concealment. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I literally just messaged them saying, uh, you know, wh- where I'm talking about it, we're live right now, and he and he's cracking up. He goes, dude, that's awesome. You know, I mean, look, <laughs> people that know me, I never take credit for anything. If I like steal a meme from someone, I always say, you know, hat tip to that person. So right. I, I, I can't, I honestly cannot. I originally yeah. thought they were just going to do like a black holster with the logo on it, but they came out with the whole like Simpson style cartoony bagel. And I, I got it in the mail today. And like I said, I had a procedure this morning where I was knocked out and I, I mean, I was, I was laughing so hard. My wife is like, stop laughing. It's hurting you. And it was <laughs> killing my back. But I'm just like, I was dying. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. You know, with that adjustable retention, it fits a variety of brands of bagels, whether you want to go from Lenders or Aldi or Trader Joe's. It does not like it's designed to keep. I mean, how else are we supposed to go into battle if we can't bring our favorite snack foods oh, with us? Hold on, John. Exactly right. I can't, I'm not an Beauty, operator actually. unless I have something to operate to keep this operator belly. Gunpowder right? Beauty says she yeah. needs a bottle holster and a lipstick holster to be a mom on mom pro on the go. There you so, go. I think John, Black Rhino is John, gonna... I just I just messaged you uh, an awesome photo that I took, the one uh, that I that I sent you earlier. I messaged you on uh, Facebook. So <laughs> That's can, awesome. Yeah, people, if you want to post it, you can. People can see it online. I need but... to. Let me see. Let me pull that. I gotta yeah. do this. I gotta go to a new window, and pull this up and full screen it, and then I'll show that off. So, but like, one of my friends were like, "Don't you think it's being like so stereotypical Jewish to get a bagel holster?" I'm like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah. What's what's your point? Like, I, I'm a Jew. I I eat bagels everywhere I go. I work in the gun community. Now I have a bagel holster. Like, it can be stereotypical. I, let let the Jews come after me for uh, you know coming out with a bagel holster. Like, oh, that's so. John, we need a kolache holster. You go, guys. We need a kolache. There holster, you go. John. Look at that. There's the picture that you. Look at that. Look at that, dude. I mean, seriously, that's perfect right there. You know. <laughs> You can just get missing and go to battle at the all. same time. It's genius. I'll happy. I'll be happy to tabletop review it. We'll run a variety of bagels through it. I'll even leave out the pumpkin spice. So I mean, I'm I'm not gonna. I won't you know contaminate it. Um, I mean seriously, it's you know it's all good. Is that not the coolest thing ever, right there? Ah, oh, that's awesome. No, uh, Black Rhino. Hopefully you're you're uh, you're watching. You're listening. But uh, we need to get together. I need to go to their website anyway. I, I haven't checked theirs yet to find out if there is a uh, um, a SIG P239 holster available. Since those are discontinued, not very many people carry holsters for them anymore. And I, I'm i okay with leather. Um, that's probably what I'm going to end up getting for it if I, if I do. I bought it more as a classroom aid than anything. But it's such a sweet little gun that it's kind of a shame to not carry it sometimes. So... It'll be like a like an open carry outside the waistband type deal. So uh so yeah, if anybody uh knows a good good manufacturer for that that has holsters for a SIG P239, um not the 238, mind you, the 239, you gotta know what that is. Um, but I would love to uh 
love to find a cool holster that I could wear that every now and then when I want to show off something really cool. Uh, all right. So I think we're going to wrap things up because uh, we have gone longer than I even expected to tonight. So uh, um, do have uh, just one big announcement that I teased last week when life got the best of us again and we didn't actually have the show. So I would have talked about this all a week ago, but uh, we ended up not doing the show because it was uh well we go live at eight o'clock and it was after 7 30 before i even left work and i hadn't even taken the time to set this the show up and have the the uh the landing page for it or anything yet uh plus i hadn't driven home yet and it just wasn't going to happen so uh plus we had stuff to do so uh we we decided to put it off a week and and now i've got I said that there'd be a big announcement. Some people might like it. Other people might not, but it's, it's going to be what it is. So uh, I always go on a hiatus uh, around November and that kind of signifies the end of the season. When we come back in December, it's the, the beginning of a new season. So because um, I think we can probably talk about the, what's going on now. It, it's, it's far enough along um, that it's uh, it's a thing that's, we haven't really gone public on, we haven't made it Facebook official yet. But that doesn't mean it's not official. So uh, we will be um, changing our address. We will be moving into a different house. Um, and that's going to be happening here uh, about a month from now, just just under a month from now. So we've got uh, a house to pack up and arrangements to be made and things like that. And so because of that, I need the extra evening in our lives because we still have our other job you know, our full-time jobs that we do, plus our other business, plus our other business, plus our, our other, other businesses and something's got to give. And that's going to be, uh, you know, going into Tashi station and fooling around with my friends. That's, I'm not going to get to do that. I'm going to have to uh, stay out on the moisture farm a little bit longer now. And so, um, that's going to happen. The hiatus is going to take, take effect, um, after this show. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Um, we might do, panel discussions every now and then i might do more episodes where it's just me hanging out with the with the viewers i don't know what's going on for sure i do know that anybody that wants to uh to come help um pack stuff up and and lift some heavy stuff i know you're gonna be no we're actually gonna hire that done this time i i've said long for many years now if i ever move again i'm i'm done moving i'll i'll pack the stuff up but i'm not moving it or and i have a friend um former co-worker who has a moving company so he'll get the business and uh we'll we'll pay him to well we'll pay we'll pay him to pay young people to lift our stuff and and move it around we won't have to uh we won't have to do that work so uh so that's going to happen so we're not going to be doing the normal thursday night time slot for longer now than usual so because once we're moved then we're into November. And I always, like I said, I always take that time off because I go up and hang out um, the area where I grew up and try to chase a few deer around and see if I can, uh, can do some good there and get some meat back in the freezer. And, and my dad's tired of feeding them. So it's win-win. He, he gets a few more or a few fewer mouths to feed. Um, plus we feed my mouth and it, well, my mouth anyway, Sandhill sweetheart, not, not big on the old venison. Um, so we don't, we don't take too many. I would shoot more, but I'm the only one that's going to eat it. So, um, but uh, Blitz is coming for the pizza. That works. 
I'm not sure what's going on, but but then Knives found out there was pizza, and you know how turtles are when it comes to pizza. So, um, so anyway, that's happening. Um, stay tuned. I will make some announcements when we will be firing back up. I just don't know what's going to happen. I have debated whether or not we're going to keep doing the the Thursday night thing. I I think we will. I can't guarantee it. I might go and and do that other show that I've been threatening to do for two years now and haven't started yet with uh, where I just record some, some one-on-one conversations and, and uh, they're not live. And and we just pop those out when I don't know what kind of schedule that'll be. I'll have to uh, talk to a lot of you about finding time to just sit down and, and do some recording. Um, probably not in person. We can do it all right here on StreamYard and just record it and not go live. So that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I do want to get that going. I don't know if it's going to, mean that uh that the get off my lawn podcast comes to an end or or just goes on extended hiatus or if it's back as usual in december that's all up in the air uh one of the things that i intend to do um in the month of november after the the move happens in in uh i don't even know the right term it's not mid-october but it's not late october it's that limbo spot between mid and late october um that uh, that it's going to happen but uh so i'll have november when i'm when i'm home to to get my my new office set up we won't be sharing an office anymore um so more to come on what's going to happen um sandhill sweetheart will still be on the chats in in the in the live chat she just may not be in the same room as me which means she may need to get her own camera and microphone or at least microphone without a camera going or something we'll We'll have to see, but uh, new recording studio coming. I don't know what it, how it's going to shape up yet, but uh, that's part of what's going to happen when I have my time to set stuff up. So the next time you see one of these go live, it's it, well, the next one of these you see go live is going to be one of two places. I'm either going to be in my vehicle when I'm up hunting deer and I just decide, decide to kick on the camera and go live, or we'll be in a whole different house, whole different uh, room uh, a whole different setup, different stuff behind me. And some of this mess will get cleaned up and some of it'll stay displayed and some of it won't. I need to, I need to get a, some sort of acrylic to hold my Chris Ching. I'm getting windy. People don't care. All right, fine. The, the little cane is coming out from the edge of the off stage and pulling me off. Uh, it's like old vaudeville with that all said, we love you guys. We hope to see you when we start back up, and uh, that's going to be it. So let's let these guys wrap up, and we'll get out of here and get everybody back to their lives. So uh, we'll let the the last in be the first out to to give the uh, the wrap up. So Yehuda, any closing mm-hmm. thoughts? Anything that you didn't get to say that you wanted to? And then where can people find you? I mean, not really. I pretty said pretty much said uh, what I thought needed to be said. Um, but people can find me across social media um at the pew pew jew my website i just posted it right there in the youtube uh, chat um you can get signed copies of all my books on my website i got tons of fun t-shirts i officially went retro i have two retro shirts now nice. um just had some good times mugs hats hoodies um be aware i'm very politically incorrect um, like you said, John, this was PG 13 and my page is not, not, um, <laughs> not. 
So, but uh, yeah, I definitely have fun with what I do. I definitely like to uh, stir the pot, poke the bear. So if you want some fun times, um, definitely follow me at the Pew Pew Jew. Awesome. Thank you very much for being here. And I'm glad you felt well enough to uh, to join us and hang out. Um, and uh, and thank you very much for alerting Black Rhino Concealment that uh, we, we do this thing here. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, all right, Travis just disappeared. He was going to be... Uh, Charlie started barking, again. so every time somebody walks by, he's got to start barking at him, so I apologize. He's He wants some attention, so... That's all right. Well, we'll uh, give you a chance yeah. in the spotlight here for any closing Yeah, comments. no, again, just check out my channel, Travis P11. Everybody, thanks for watching tonight. Make sure you guys check everybody out here on the panel. they got great channels, great content, and you can find them all over the place. So, I guess before I go, I just got to say, you know, pumpkin spice for life. That's all, baby. So, you know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Right. He's like keep a, a clove. Like a pumpkin keep a clove. OG. One second. Right. Is keep, that a, keep a ginger? Is keep a ginger. Is that, is that a tear in the bald mm -hmm. eagle behind you, Travis? Mm -hmm. I think so. He's, I think he's so. Yes, he's, he's crying for how That's far tears of you've joy fallen. At the at the joy of bringing for how of far you've fallen. <laughs> Look, we haven't released a pumpkin spice eagle yet. So when that happens, then I'm finally gonna have to let the pumpkin spice thing go. So you know, it's it's. Wow. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But no, anyway, it's been fun tonight. Lord willing, that'll never happen. And, you know, yeah, no, no, better not happen. Yeah. All right, Travis, thanks for being here. Paul, we'll let you back clean up tonight. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, Supreme Digital Wizard, we'll let you back clean up. All right. Uh, well, I, I, if again, if I could plug Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh, is coming up on the 1st and 2nd of October. Go to the Second Amendment Foundation's Facebook and YouTube channels to, to, to watch that. It's even better if you can attend in person. And if you can, if you if you can get to Dallas, uh, October 1 and 2, or or September 30th, if you, if you are in Second Amendment media and would like to attend AMCON, you can go to saf.org slash grpc to sign up. Love to see you there. If you can show up, come come see me when you're down there. I'd love to shake your hand and meet you in person. Uh, that's that's kind of what I have to plug today. There we go. We'll put that up on the screen for those of you watching. And if you're not watching on YouTube or Facebook or um, Spotify after the fact, then you really should if you're just catching this on audio only. Uh, but yeah, saf.org slash grpc. So that's up there on the screen right there. And I'll be I'll be there with I'll be there with Paul as well. Yes, and, absolutely. And Yehuda, you're gonna bring whatever you have for copies of bullet points and yeah, I'll probably right I'll probably bring some of my books to just you know, I mean in the past is they've given uh they've given me a table and I sold some stuff on like Sunday morning, but um you know, I'll probably just bring some stuff for Amcon and and uh, kind of just keep it just with Amcon, um, especially it's kind of too hard to do some heavy lifting right now with sure. my back. Um, so, yeah, that works. That works. All right. Yep. Going to miss you guys. Wish I could. Uh, we could hang out with you. Um, but again, it's just it's not going to happen this year. So we're trying to make it happen next year. And and Paul, I know that you've heard me say this ad nauseum, but if, if you could convince Alan to pick a date, you know, sooner than later, so so we can plan around it, that would sure be great. And I think he would, if you let him know that I want that, maybe he'll just do it just for me. So a anything's possible. And I'll say this generally in January is when the date is officially released. Right. Um, 
they I, I know they're they work on it a year ahead of time. They're already working on 2023's gun rights policy conference, even though the work is ongoing as we speak for 2022. 2023 is also in the hopper right now. Right. Right. Because events that big have to be planned out over a year in advance. So heck yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Uh, Travis, thank you for being here as well. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to, couldn't resist it. Um, we appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll let everybody know when we know for sure exactly what's happening and uh, um, more to come on, on the future of, of this show, but the channel's not going away. The Facebook page isn't going away. And, and again, I'm not politically correct either over on my Facebook page. So if you're just finding us tonight, go find Sandhills media on Facebook, find us on YouTube, see all the other stuff that we do and uh, um, please like and, and subscribe, uh, hit that share button, hit the thumbs up button here on this tonight, whether you're watching on, on YouTube or Facebook, either way, please uh, feed that algorithm. Let, uh, let the powers that be know that you like the kind of stuff that we do. So real quick here before we go, we want to thank Garrett Keel over at Open Country Firearms one more time for uh, for being our, our sponsor of the night and keeping us live on multiple platforms. We'll put that up on the screen again. Uh, OpenCountryFirearms.com or call him 402-841-0970 and tell him that, uh, that we sent you over there. And then if you commented... We got you. Uh, we got you written down here. We can say thank you for being in the live chat. So over on Facebook, we had Rob and we had Patrick, and then um, on the YouTube side, we had Kingpin, Patriot in the Dark, Gunpowder Beauty, Hillbilly Up, Travis P11 out there and in here, Pat in a Bunker, PNW Woods, Blitz, the Gun Foodie. That's also Patrick, um, Agorizer, Mister Knives, Clover Tack, Yehuda out there and in here polite society podcast out there and in here as well so uh thanks for making this show what it is i tease all the time and i i lovingly call this the best show that nobody's watching but uh i want to know what can we do make it better um what do you guys think that would make more people watch without having to sell out i don't want to be like everybody else uh i still want to be unique and bring something to uh to the youtubes that nobody else is bringing so with that in mind, let me know. I'd take constructive criticism. Uh, Lord knows I take enough regular criticism. So the constructive stuff is more than welcome. But uh, we love you guys. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. But it's time to go. You know what you got to do. Get off my lawn. <laughs>